review. It didn't taste like grapefruit. Everybody's dead, we're burning up. I don't know, the door is locked though, and it's making me nervous. I can't <laughs> read, how can I write? Yeah, you're straight fucked, but... We can, we're still cutting off. Not a single second of <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point your hand gets tired when you're writing. Oh, sure just you fucking wait, Asa. <laughs> it was me. I killed your dreams. What do you want from me? I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut out the part where it's VA so with the chair, too. You probably... failed English! Oh man, this is wildly and irrelevant. Because we're in this tiny, tiny ah, little perfect. room. Yeah. Locked in a room with a person who might be dying. That's pretty much it, though. I don't have any. Yeah. yeah it's weird. But yeah, overall, yeah, can't complain. Yeah. Yeah. Do we just wanna dive right in? Are we feeling professional today? I do want to start the podcast off by saying it is possible, thanks to all of you listeners and your support on Patreon, that I will be signing off on a house tomorrow. Patreon, you make it sound like we have a Patreon. <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have a Patreon? Yeah, no, Caleb, you get, you get paid exclusively by Asa and for things we don't talk about on the air. I've been, I've been walking up to people on the street saying I'm famous and demanding money. Is that not Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> They've been no, giving no, no, no. it to me. I just assumed that's what Patreon was. Are they at gunpoint? What? No, I do, I do have an iPhone me at all times. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Books with Bastards. Uh, as always, with us, we have our first and foremost bastard, Mallory. Welcome to this evening's broadcast podcast. Ramblings. <laughs> Thank you, Mallory. <laughs> I'm your technical <laughs> bastard, Zach. Hello. Uh, we have our ever-present drinking buddy, Caleb. I, you know, if I robbed any of our listeners, I'm sorry. I didn't know that's what was happening. Luckily, I don't think we have any. Yeah, it's just the three. Don't worry about it. And then, of course, we have uh, the human garlic bread, Asa. Human garlic bread. Nice. nice. It's tasty. I feel like that's more Zach. I feel like right now you're probably 75% garlic bread. I mean, you guys ate most of the garlic bread while I was gone. I got the ends. Yes. Yeah, we did. You yeah. had some on the road. You had some road I had bread. two pieces. Some road bread? Some road bread. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it is delicious. <laughs> it's either ass cash Couple or of ass roadies. bread. <laughs> yeah, there you go. A nice uh, loaf of French yeah. bread. Gas grass ass or garlic to wheat. <laughs> <laughs> didn't rhyme. Delicious. It's hard to make, a, make nice. it rhyme, but we'll get there. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, we're in a... Usually, unusually jovial mood, but for some reason we're covering the picture of Dorian Gray. Now, my brain has always said the portrait of Dorian Gray, and that's just not the name. And as far as I can tell, there's no version of it that's ever been called that. I thought it was the painting of Dorian Gray. Is this like a Mandela effect thing? Do you guys have a different version that you thought this was? No. I I've never heard of this book before now, I feel like. That's really Are you jealous. kidding me? I don't think so. I'd heard I of it, but I guess I never thought about it enough to... I don't think I, I never actually think. knew the original yeah, this, story. This is older than Dracula. Oh, did you want to try the slide again instead, Caleb? Never, oh, it's fine. Never, We're already in it. Never read that one either, I mean, Zach. I just got... Yeah, I actually not have not now. read Bram Stoker's Dracula, but, like, it. yeah, I've, you've heard of it. I have heard of it, yes. Everyone knows Dracula. 
Like personally? Yeah. Like our Lord and Savior? He's been an Avenger. <laughs> Has he? You know, I don't think that's long, accurate. It's a long running joke. You know that exactly? Dracula's quote unquote been an Avenger. God, he might have been. I think mostly in the Moon Knight comics. I know he's fought alongside the X Men at one point and the. He might have. I know he fought uh, the Hulk once. Like, when the Hulk was evil. I don't know if it's like... Um, All right, th- this is not that podcast. Uh, oh, have you guys been following the stuff about Jeremy Renner? Uh, that he got hit by like a snowmobile? He, like, ran, he ran over himself with Ooh. a snowplow. He got run plow. over by his own snowplow. Ow. Like a full-on snowplow. Yeah. Like on a picked-up truck. He's alive, though. No, it was like a full snowplow. All right, Caleb, do a drink quarter. <laughs> We're going to do a drink quarter. Mallory, what do you have over there? All right, well, I'm shameful Ugh. tonight because not only did I not make not make a cocktail for this book, I'm uh. attempting dry January, and I oh, would like God. to clean the house tonight, so I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> oh, this is this is upsetting, and I, I'm fine with it. I, I don't know how, I'll, how long I'll last, but I made it six days. Our commitment to <laughs> drinking on this show has been unsteady at the best of times. I've Drink every time. We all have. Unless you count books. Story times are stupid. That's the name. Fair yeah. enough. Otherwise, we're pretty consistent. I've had at least one drink. We don't time. always have a beverage. Sometimes, like we originally were like, yeah, we'll get something new every week. And now I'm like, yeah, it's the it's the Huckleberry <laughs> Pucker again. Uh, actually, it's not this time. It is the uh, Boulevard Brewing Company's Tropic Slam, Tart Island. It's honestly, it's really good. This was the two dollar one I got. The, Nice. Six pack for two dollars. That is hard to beat. That's pretty good. That is really hard to beat. In a weird turn, I'm already on my second drink. Uh, I'm having a simply spiked right now. Lemonade. Ooh, did the, is it better this time than last time? Oh, is that the blueberry? It's pretty good. No, this is just the normal stuff. Oh. The blueberry. And I. So what do you got over blueberry. there? Well, I'm just rocking some BL smoothies. I'm also being a little bit mm-hmm. lame this evening, but uh, I'm all right with it. He does have three of them, so that's something. <laughs> Quantity over quality. Yeah. I'm going to apologize in advance again as uh, we're trying something different with the mics tonight, so I hope this works out. In case you weren't aware, none of us have an actual background in audio mediums, and we're just winging it. I've been Your technical bastard is very technically uh, working on this. <laughs> Zach, I've been audio my whole life. What? I'm just going to stare at you. i got to say that so that they know, but... Yeah, they, they Would you like to explain it. what you just said? No, just never mind. <laughs> we may not have time. I don't think we do. <laughs> <laughs> the, inner mac- the inner workings of my brain would take way too long to explain. Okay, I'm going to try and get us back on course here. Uh, oh, Asa, what were you drinking? BL smoothies. Oh, perfect. Yeah, um, we had that talk. I got too caught up in being <laughs> upset at Caleb. <laughs> he said that long before I said mine. Yeah, I was angry before that. Don't worry. <laughs> So tonight we are, uh, my brain keeps wanting to say we're reading The Count of Monte Cristo, and that's not right. We should read that sometime, but it's incredibly long. Yeah, so we are reading The Portrait of Dorian Gray. Every time I have thought of this book, my brain has said The Count of Monte Cristo, but it is the picture of Dorian Gray. Uh, well, every time you say the Count of Montiato, my brain thinks that's the, the cask of a Montiato. <laughs> yeah, that's where my brain keeps going every time you say that, and I'm like, that's not long, and I'm like, that's not what they said. <laughs> so it turns out there's a handful of classic literature that runs through mine and Caleb's brain, and it's not the book that we're reading today. Mine's much shorter. Or 
As I learned the hard way, the books we are reading today, because Mallory has the, as far as I'm aware, unabridged version of Oscar Wilde's The Portrait of, or The Picture of Dorian Gray. Fucking fuck up. And I have the great illustrated classics, The Picture (laughs) of Dorian Gray, adapted by Fern Siegel, illustrations by Pablo Marcus. It turns out that there's a whole bunch of classics that were collected and rewritten for, like, third to fifth graders. And they updated all of the English, shortened the books by about half, and then drew pictures for every page. That is awesome. And I didn't know that when I picked up (laughs) the picture of Dorian Gray that does not say on the cover that it is an adaptation and not the actual book. I did find it on the back now, so I am just blind. <laughs> but, yeah, so me and Mallory, uh, in, you know, in a very classic version of this, Mallory has the adult, very, you know, classic version of the picture of Dorian Gray, and I have a kid's book. Perfect. Which sounded lovely. Honestly, yeah, it was a pretty breezy read. About an hour and a half, and I was through it. And I didn't manage to read either. Uh, Nobody expected you to. I looked at some of the pictures in Zach's book, and they were pretty good. Yeah, no, they're not bad. Do you feel like you got the story from the photos alone? I didn't flip through every picture. Oh, okay. So, no. You know, I, honestly, that might be kind of fun. Caleb, you want to give that a whirl while the we picture's go? worth I a thousand it. words, so I think <laughs> technically if I only look at the pictures, I'll have the equivalent of Mallory's book and not this one. <laughs> Much So only reading the pictures will get you farther than me, but not as far as Mallory? Yeah. All right. Mallory, you want to start us off with the uh, real version of the book? And I'll just chime I'd in if I... would love to. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so... Oh, God, this is so many pictures. I imagine this was it's written in the, the 1890s, so I imagine this is the time in which it takes Oh, yeah, place. I do have some classic uh, background, but we can get into that as we go. Uh, but, yes, the book did was originally written and debuted in a magazine in 1890, I believe. Okay, so, yeah. So, way back when. So, it seems like this. that is also when this takes place and very like it's in london very you know society driven this is the upper class middle class yeah victorian era beneath us that kind of vibe is going on you know women shouldn't be seen with a man you know like alone in certain situations just all those kinds of shenanigans so we start um with a gentleman named basil and he is an artist, Basil. a painter. Is that how it's? <laughs> I don't. I am pretty sure either's fine. I just it seemed like a fun way to say it. Basil. I got really confused in the first chapter because they're talking about Basil Hayward, and it would go back and forth like referencing the character, like Mister Hayward, but then the character would be like Basil, and then there's Lord Henry. Yep. Wotton, I think, Wotton. Correct. Uh, but I they, don't know how to pronounce but it. But it would but yeah. be like Lord Henry this and that. And then Basil's like, but Harry. And I'm like, who the fuck is Harry? When did he come into the picture? And also, am I the only idiot that didn't realize Harry is apparently a nickname for Henry? I I didn't 
You know, honestly, I feel like I that's like a knowledge I had in the background of my brain, but I think I'd have run into the same issue. It I did not know that. doesn't make sense to me because, A, they're the same number of letters, and, B, why would you go by Harry when your name is Henry? This I is mean, like there's, there's so Dick many of those. Situation. That's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. like Bill being a short version of William. Where'd the B come from, guys? <laughs> you just take the W, and you... Flip it <coughs> so it's vertical. Or Dick is the short version of Richard. Like again, but at least that shortens the letters. It adds two totally unrelated letters. I'm just saying. Okay, <laughs> this is unrelated to the book, but I'm gonna call them while we're talking about this: Basil, Dorian Gray, obviously, and then Lord Henry. Yeah, in my book, they I'm are. That with. is, he's only ever referred to as Lord Henry in oh, my book. Okay, yeah, they talk. They go back and forth between Lord Henry and Harry a lot in this book. This yeah, I think uh, one of the major differences is my book is gonna lack a lot of detail. It's got a lot of broad strokes, and it's gonna blow through them real quick. It's got a lot of pictures. Hey, Matt, how long did it take you to read this? <gasps> Longer than you would think, but because it's written in, like, old English and I, like, had to slow down and, like, really think about it and then at times look up the meaning of these words that they used. But, like, all together, what, like 12 hours? Oh, not 12 hours. I read it in bed last night for probably two hours, probably a total of three today. I would say, like, six all right, so only four times as long as my book. Yeah. <laughs> it it took some some getting through. Yes, yeah, so Mallory's gonna have a little more detail for you, but I'm gonna chip in where I can. And, yeah. So the I'm first hundred pages, I would say I'm gonna kind of fly through because it was more just setting the scene. The first half of the book for me, I was like, all right, all right, and then the second half, I was like, now we're getting scanned. See, I felt that way about the first thirty pages. <laughs> What a, Perfect. What a treat it is. To Same story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're in London. We're at Basil's house. He is preparing to uh, paint a painting. <laughs> I guess he's waiting for Dorian Gray to show up because he is sitting for him. And Lord Henry's at Basil's. They have been friends, I think, since they both went to Oxford. Anyways, they're talking, just shooting the shit, having some confusing-ass conversation with way too many words back and forth, as is the old English style, I feel like. And you get the sense that Lord Henry, his personality, to me, he seems like a bit of a narcissist. Oh, yeah. Uh, Or a lot, a narcissist. He believes that beauty is above all else. Um, He has some... And some interesting, very misogynistic views on men and women, and I'll get into that a little bit more. But they're sitting here talking, and uh, Basil asks Lord Henry to leave because Dorian Gray should be there any time, and he doesn't want them meeting because he feels that Lord Henry is a bad influence. Because Lord Henry's a real bastard, and he'd really love it if Dorian Gray, the nicest man he'd ever met, did not meet this person. Yes, and Basil says he is, like, the most wonderful man he's ever met, He's just his so good-natured and so kind and just so beautiful. Like the embodiment of innocence. Yes. And so, what do you know? Dorian shows up while Lord Henry is still there, and he's forced to introduce them. And they kind of take to each other immediately. So, Dorian asks Lord Henry to stay while he is sitting for this painting, which is almost complete at this point. And Lord Henry just instantly is like, the he's... 
I guess, very enticed by this young man as well, wants to know everything about him, and definitely wants to influence him. Oh, yeah. Uh, from what I've read, because to make up for my uh, mistake, I did a bit of research last night about 3 a.m. while I was laying on the floor. Uh, the description for Lord Henry Wadden is a narcissist with really selfish views, but he never actually acts on them aside from suggesting that others follow his belief and then he watches them. But he himself never follows his own beliefs. He just really loves to fuck with people, apparently. He's kind of a puppet master. Just behind the scenes, pulling the strings and then seeing what happens. He himself, he is married, but him and his wife, it sounds like they see each other once in a while at dinners. They both, it sounds like, tend to have their own affairs. They've passed each other in the hallway once. (laughs) He has a very poor view on marriage as well. He thinks it's all kind of a sham and nobody, love is fleeting and... I wish that I could remember every little idea that he speaks of, but no, I wish I'd gotten to read them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can. <laughs> so as they're preparing for this painting, uh, Lord Henry and Dorian are out um, out in the backyard. I guess it would be to us. Um, but he's talking about how Dorian is so young and vibrant and you're this only you know you only get older every day and you're going to lose your uh, what am I when you lose your beauty you Mojo. lose everything. Yes that is the most powerful thing in the world more than being intelligent more than having any talent. Beauty is above all else. But and also as being you rich. Get <laughs> older that just fades and with it all of your vitality gone and Dorian Gray who I imagine is 18 to 20 years old that was my vibe um pretty young he's this is all kind of new he's like wow I've never even thought about things this way it's like kind of groundbreaking for him and really making him think about things in a way that he never has before this made me pop a bone (laughs) (laughs) this has never happened to me before was that in the book no no No. (laughs) definitely not in the kids version definitely not wait a second what's that picture right there (laughs) the pictures are all gay sex (laughs) oh we get we're going to talk about gay sex later didn't say anything about gay sex there is no gay sex there is no gay sex in this book but Again, we will have to broach the topic of homoeroticism as we get further into this because it had a real impact on the author. Yes. Uh, like while time. they're sitting in the room, um, I believe this was between Lord Henry and Basil before Dorian showed up, but he's telling him that he's never going to show this painting at an exhibit of any kind. He tells him that he has put... Like, this work is, like, his masterpiece, and it shows too much of himself in it as an artist. Like, it gives him away. Yeah, it gives away that he's if, a got affection for Dorian. You Gray. don't realize that at the time, but yes. And then mm. later, he's working on this painting, and they come in, and Dorian is standing there and says, I pray, I wish that, you know, I would stay beautiful forever. I wish that this painting would just grow old and I could... Stay the same. Yes, essentially. Stands up there, he paints it. uh, Basil finishes it, signs off on it. It's an amazing painting. Everybody is like, wow, this is great. And he, once it's dry and finished, he's going to send it to Dorian. Yeah, frames it, gets it shipped to Dorian. So, Hmm. there's that. 
So as we go through, like I said, about the first hundred pages of the book, it's mostly Dorian and Lord Henry and Basil hanging out, talking, just discussing these different views. Dorian is starting to kind of take on his views, the behaviors that he spouts, not necessarily. Yeah, Lord Henry's sort of become his best friend. Yes. They go to, you know, dinners together. They kind of live this life where they were just born into money. They don't really have jobs. They don't work. They wake up at noon. They go to the club and smoke and have a drink. Then they go to dinner and then they go back to God to be that rich. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty much all they do. Yeah. But then again, and then they, you know, talk as if they're these literary Yeah, these cultures and they brilliant know everything. Men. Yeah, it's... Uh, freaking... It's, uh... And then, as you say, I don't know if it jumps straight to it. In, in my version of the book, shortly after he becomes friend with Henry, Henry goes to talk to his uncle. And I can't believe that this character gets a mention, both in this book and in, like, the list of characters... Because all that happens is Lord Henry's like, hey, tell me everything you know. Goes to his uncle and says, like, tell me everything you know about Dorian Gray. I want to know if he's worth my time to manipulate. And the answer was, yes, he's fabulously wealthy. His mother uh, married a soldier. And his grandfather uh, paid a man to go challenge that man to a duel, murder him, and then drag his daughter back home. Because marrying a soldier was very beneath her. She had been beautiful herself. Men were falling at her feet. And she married for love. Yeah. And, All right. yeah, and Lord Henry's like, idiot. oh, man, this guy's <laughs> life is marked by passion. Let's fuck him up. Yes. And she had come back pregnant, obviously. Had the child ch- died in childbirth or soon Damn. thereafter. And then was raised by this grandfather that pretty much hated him because he looked like his mother. And Which is wild that he turned out so nice. Maybe, At the moment. Maybe he went to boarding school. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, raised by this man is probably a generous description. Funded. His uh, bringing up was funded by this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, cuts immediately from that to uh, Dorian going to the play. where he... uh, Yes, so he goes to an opera house where I marked this down. Uh, let me see if I can find it really fast. Oh, okay. So I won't read it directly because I don't think I can. Um, but he showed, he's walking by this theater, and the exact words he uses is, a hideous Jew. Oh, my God. And yeah. throughout yeah. the part of the book where this theater plays a part, they refer to the guy that runs the theater as the Jew and talk about his oily, I curly hair. I can immediately see how that was not mentioned in my version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, how very 1890s. They don't even talk about this, this guy. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, oh. all right. Um, so yeah, upsetting. there's some definite classism, prejudiced racism going on from these rich white dick bags. <laughs> well, I mean, naturally. <laughs> so he does go into the Still theater, is? and he's like, yeah, right. it was a disgusting theater. The background was shit. The booths are nasty. The people that are here are like people that I would never mingle with normally. But he was like, well, I'm They're here. Filth. I'll stay. So well. he stays. And then he notices uh, most of the actors, they're all these older, non-attractive people. But then out comes this young actress who just steals the show. The most beautiful creature Dorian has ever seen. An amazing actress. She just captivates the whole audience. 
she's I think I can't remember if she's playing Juliet the first time he watches her or I think what. So. But she she does many plays. He keeps going back night after night. Um, essentially falls in love with her without even having met her. Mm-hmm. And then finally gets taken back behind the stage after the play by the Jew, as Perfect. he calls him. Yeah, they do. They just call him the manager in my version. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> they, and that's exclusively, it's like the manager took him backstage to meet Sybil. That's it, his only mention. Oh, yeah, he's, I mean, he just comes up because they keep going back. But, yeah, so her name is Sybil But they took Vane. the time to really clarify. <laughs> yeah, they did. They, they, they got specific. Thanks, this Oscar. Yeah. I'm starting to think your jail time was more deserved than I initially <laughs> he thought. He might not have been a great guy. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> it's a period piece. It's not a period piece if you wrote it during the period. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> So he meets Sybil Vane, the yeah. actress. She is about 17 years old, is what they say. Um, very, very fair-skinned, brown hair. She looks like a little flower, little uh, rose-colored, rose-shaped lips is what he says. And really? she's just the most captivating creature he's ever seen. What are rose-shaped lips? Yeah, I was about to ask. You mean colored because I'm getting really worried about what this lady's mouth looks like. I think, you know, some people do their lipstick like this, but when they do their lipstick, so it's like a heart on the top and then, like, narrower on the bottom. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know. Okay, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. And that's just, I don't know if that's lipstick or if somehow she was born disfigured, but it was cool. (laughs) I don't know. One of those people who's weirdly pretty. Just unnaturally so, a skinwalker, you may say. Maybe she was born with it. Maybe it crawled away on all fours and had a tail. <laughs> so he's in love with her. He, Stop whispering, he goes to talk to Lord Henry and tells him, I am in love with this girl. And Lord Henry is like, Okay, sure you are. Yep, but all right, promise me. Okay, I want to tell my version of the book first and Mallory can Go fill it, it out. Yeah. Because Mallory's gonna blow by me really quick. But I love the version of it is Lord Henry's like, oh, okay, my guy. All right, look, you wanna hang out with a pretty lady? You've given them a false name, so good on you. Nobody there knows that your name is Dorian Gray. Perfect. You're acing this. Promise me one thing. You will not marry this girl. And he's like, okay, you and Basil uh, come to the show tomorrow night, and I can show you the girl. And he's like, okay, I promise we'll be there tomorrow night. He literally is just sitting in his living room thinking about it, and within like three hours, he gets a letter that's like, me and Sybil are engaged. And he's like, what? Why? <laughs> it's the same day that he promised he would not get married. And he tells him that he should not look at this as his one true romance, but just his first romance. And that being faithful is, it's for shallow people. Oh, it's God. For, God. It's, it's essentially, it's again. shallow to be faithful? Yes, he's yes. saying that you being loyal to your wife is a shitty thing to do. You're a bad person. Being loyal is... Yeah, come uh, on. I'm not married, but I've been Being loyal is essentially, still. he equates it to laziness. I mean, you've got Sarah, so you're on, you're on this guy's level. Who's Sarah? I thought that was her name, the fake one. Sally? Sally, thank you. Oh. Kelly? Wow. I mean, you Kelly. guys you oh, guys don't oh, have Kelly. a Kelly. Kelly. If you had a Kelly, we wouldn't Kelly. be in this room. I almost forgot about Kelly. Jesus, how he, could I? 
He alludes to the point that people are faithful and hold on to somebody because they're afraid somebody else would come scoop it up. He's like, there's many things in our lives that we would throw out if we were not worried that somebody else would come by and get it. So essentially, like, I won't break up with Asa, not because I love him, but because I'm afraid somebody else. You don't want anybody else to have Yes, exactly. It's more of a property situation. That's That's when you kill Asa and then you own Asa. If you could hang on to Asa and also obtain a Kelly, you would. I mean, I just, I like Asa also, so I feel like I don't have to worry <laughs> about you, it at present, but <laughs> maybe in the future. You never know. Be- beauty's fleeting, Mallory. Maybe Asa <laughs> could lose all he has. Maybe Lord Henry's got the right of this. <laughs> One day you're going to wake up and you know Asa what? will be maybe he 20 does. pounds lighter and you won't like him. If this book has any <laughs> indication, he fucking doesn't, but... <laughs> worry about that. You just wake up, you're going to be 20 pounds lighter. So much that I don't. That's why I can't get on the elliptical, you know? Yeah. I don't want to risk it. (laughs) Now already likes you figure the way it is. Yesterday, (laughs) you want to go for a run with me? No. How are them pictures treating you, Caleb? What? What pictures? (laughs) Oh, I flipped through all of them. And? And I know the whole story. Do you? Backward Did you read the one sentence at the bottom of every picture? I did. Nice. All right, so Caleb definitely read this book the fastest of any of us. But. <laughs> I know the whole story, forward and backward. There yeah. was another great Lord Henry thing that he said about women and how they really don't, it's something like they don't really have any intelligence. Their purpose here is <sighs> just merely to entertain and say, like, I don't know. He doesn't even call them clever. There is a woman that he describes as clever, and he was like, it's odd. Man, like, he, he bordered the line between, like, kind of entertaining and, you know, like, clearly not a good influence in my book. I already hate this man in yours. He, he wasn't oh. even like that. He's just awful. For kids. Pretty much from page two, he's pretty bad. <laughs> they never talk about kids. That doesn't ever come up. Yeah, uh, well, they didn't too get rich to money have yet. children. I mean, they're supposed to be passing it along, but. In, th- in theory, Mallory, from what I, I read, kids, Dorian might have many, many children that he does not know about. <laughs> if I have kids and then I die, they get all my stuff, and I can't fucking allow anyone else to have that. It's I mean, gotta, you could leave it all to somebody else. No, it it's got to be buried. He's going mummy style. Oh, okay. I can't risk them taking it. Do you want us to put the snake in there with you, or what? I'm, he's going to be long dead. I mean, assuming I don't die and like... <laughs> The next year or two, I'm assuming he's going to be gone by then. I've had him for a while. Don't snakes live for a long time? Actually, I think when I did the math and I got him, 28. I think, I think assuming he lives his full age, I'll be 28 Fuck. when he passes. All right, snake facts with Caleb. Wow. <laughs> I don't remember what year I got him, though, so I can't double-check my math. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, cool. I, got, I got no follow-up to that. Okay, so he's engaged to Sybil. And his friends are going to come to the play with him tonight. This is Romeo and Juliet. He is beyond excited. They're going to be so amazed by her. So they get there. They get into their booth. She walks onto the stage, and they're both like, wow, she is truly beautiful. Even Lord Henry is like, she might be one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Pop to boom. And then she starts acting, and it is, it sounds like it's just very monotone, like, oh, Romeo, where art thou? And like, 
people oh, are yo, we're for our dad, just not putting anything into it. No yeah. emotion, nothing. But she just seems to be glowing with happiness. And just everybody, like, people are leaving in the audience. They're just like, okay. She's pretty much the only reason anybody comes to this play. But not tonight. No, I'm tonight like, it's terrible. She's having a bad and Lord time. Henry and, and Basil. Basil are like, we're out. Like, yeah, hey, bud, uh, you're right. She is very pretty. Good for you. She's the worst actor I've ever seen. I wish you hadn't lied to us. Yeah. Lord Henry was like, I mean, I guess if you marry her, you don't really want her to be working anyway. So Yeah, he's like, no big fine. loss. Yeah, keep it up. So I'm going to pause there with the Sybil and Dorian story and then go back to Sybil's background a little bit. I mean, if she's a bad actor, you'll know whether she's faking them or not. Okay. Mallory's face. <laughs> yeah, all right. We're just going to blow past that one. Okay. So Sybil... Uh, and her mother both act at this theater. They're actually under a contract to, I hate to say this, but the Jew. The, I mean, he, does, he does have a name. I think they mentioned it. But yeah, we're going to clarify this is the book. This is not me. <laughs> this podcast is a period piece. He paid them quite, gave them enough money, I think it was $50, that allowed them to get out of debt uh, and kind of get back on their feet. They live in a shabbier house in one of the not great parts of town. Um, it sounds like the mother is a widow. So it's the mother, uh, Sybil, and then she has a brother who is just like a year younger than her named James. And he is getting ready to go out on a ship. He's going he's to going Australia. He's going to be a sailor, but he's going to be a sailor is what he's leaving for. All right. So he, um, she tells her mother she's in love with this guy. She just calls him Prince Charming. And she doesn't really know anything about him, but she thinks that he's wealthy. And her mother is like, we like, we owe the time to this theater. Like, we need to do this. And But her mother is also scheming and is like, but if he's wealthy, yeah, like, then it would right, be look, fine. This isn't fine unless he's rich, and then it's absolutely fine. <laughs> so. Good morals. Yes. <laughs> so James shows up. He's getting ready to leave, and he's like, Sybil, I want to take one last walk with you. So they're walking through town, and he's a little bit gruffer looking. And she's telling him about Prince, Prince Charming, as she calls him. And he's like, I just think you need to be careful. Who is this guy? I don't even know who he is. And tells her, if he hurts you in any way, I'm going to kill him. And she's like, you would never kill anybody that I love. And he was like, I guess not if you loved him. But if he hurts you. it's He's so much harsher in mine. He's literally like, I don't trust. In my version of the book, he's got like four lines. He's like, I don't trust this guy. I think he's using you. If he hurts you, I will kill him. That's his it. it might have been more like that. I, But the but, gist of it is, I'm going to kill him if he hurts you. Yeah, that's him. all it said in my book. I was like, he's mad. This guy, he's got, he's got some anger flowing through him. They go home. Sybil goes up to take a nap before she has to act that night. And then he's, like, staring at his mom, and he just has, like, this rage for his mother. And he looks at her, and he's like, I must know the truth. Were you married to my father? What? And she's like... Word? No, he was married, but he would have provided for us had he not died. And this dude has just been pissed because he heard a rumor somewhere that he was a bastard, essentially. This is not in my version. I can't imagine why. Any adultery. But he is a bastard. Adultery. But then that is that is it. 
from that he now he knows he's a bastard and he kind of cools his jets towards his mom a little bit and he's off to Australia. So. And we'll come back in 200 pages Mallory book <laughs> about 70 in mine. So yeah, that now, the rest of that pictures. that angry angry no, mother story 40. goes so far. Yeah, there's a lot of pictures. So back to the theater. She has acted terribly. Dorian sits through the whole thing, just kind of glazed over, like, what the fuck am I watching? Uh, goes backstage once it's all over, and she's like, oh, my darling. Like, I now that I know what real love is, I couldn't even pretend to be in love on the stage. And, and he's... It all seems so fake. <laughs> oh what a sham God. it was. And he, he fully flips the script, and he's like... You fucking worthless piece of shit. He's the only thing I like words were you have disappointed me. <laughs> yeah, like what a great disappointment you are. I loved you for your acting and you've broken my heart. Yes, his, You're dead to me. I wish to never plan, see you again. He actually didn't want her to stop working if they got married. He was going to like set her up at a nicer theater. Like oh, that also he not had mine. like a passion like he loved watching her act he was so enthralled with her but yes now she has disappointed him he can't even look at her the same anymore he has no love for her anymore is what he tells her she's like throws herself at his feet is Wasn't sobbing one show couldn't she try harder next time oh, uh, no, no. She, that's what she yeah, offered that, to do she's like i'll do it like i'll try again like <laughs> i just like, didn't act no tonight this he's like, disappointment Darn has killed any Well, because Sir Henry love. was there, right? Uh, he embarrassed... She yeah, embarrassed it, him it seems like friends. he's just pissed yeah. that she embarrassed him in front of his friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, it becomes be clearer too. the longer Classic. the book goes that Dorian's, like, perceived niceness was always, like, skin deep. Yeah. Like, he never had anything bad to do before, but, like, once he realized he could be mean, he did. That was immediately, like, his go-to move. He's, like, looking at her on the floor crying, and he's just like, how pathetic. <laughs> he's like, ugh, she scuffed my boots. Yep, so he pretty much just got up and walked away. Yeah, he goes, in my version, he goes, like, in a huff. He just kind of wanders the streets. Yes, he And he's real mad. Uh, he gets home at, like, fucking, like, 3 a.m., walks in, and he goes up to his portrait. Which suddenly doesn't look quite right. It now, like, it's the same portrait, except now, uh, like, his really handsome smile is a sneer. Like, he looks cruel rather than happy. And he thinks he's imagining it. And he goes to sleep, wakes up, still there. And he's fully in this moment. He's like, this picture is experiencing every bad thing I do. It's going to age for me. Magic's real. My wish came true. No one can ever know. This is, in my book, this all happens in like three pages. You know, sometimes you just put it together. Uh, Do you want, do you have anything to jump in there, Mal? (laughs) Yeah, so I actually marked this page because he's looking at the painting and he's like, what is going on? Like, should I feel bad? Like, I feel a tiny bit of regret. And he's like, but it was her fault. (laughs) <laughs> like, she's making you feel this way. All right. Like, oh, man. It was like, I loved her, but then she became unworthy. How far into the book is this Un- in your version? Unworthy. This is 99. Wow. Yeah. So, and he's, like, going kind of back and forth inside of his own head, and he's like, I remembered being cruel to her, but then uh, what does he say here? Um, 
women are better suited to bear sorrow than men because they essentially run on emotions. They're just emotional creatures. That's what they live on. Great. Yeah, I was like, that's what I texted you. And I was like, damn, Dorian's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He has got no chill at all. Anyway, so he does end up with this overarching feeling of regret. And he's like, I don't like what I'm seeing in this photo. Tomorrow, I'm going to go apologize. I'm going to marry her. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to set it all as it should be. Set it straight. Uh, he, He thinks he, I think he says... I think I could make myself love her again. Oh, God, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you don't got to be faithful. It doesn't matter. I think in my version... It literally, in this time, at least in this book, nobody is fucking faithful. Well, boring people are faithful. But everybody's cheating on everybody. And yeah. it's what a time to be alive, just, you know? Just marry someone you Basil's can love. Faithful. You don't have to That doesn't pan out for him, but Basil's faithful. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's married, though. He is not. That's yeah. what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to bed. He wakes up the next day, and he's like, okay, you know, I'm I'm ready for this. I'm going to have some tea and have a nice, you know, <laughs> morning, and then I'm going to get down there, and I'm going to go make things right. He sees that he has a letter from Lord Henry, just kind of tosses it aside. He's like, yeah, I don't. Like, he recognizes suddenly that Lord Henry's been a bad influence on him and is like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let that one simmer for a bit. Yeah, so goes about his day. He had thrown um, some sort of a blanket thing over the portrait or pulled a screen in front of the portrait so he didn't have to see it. Yeah. Um, and then tells his, uh, what is it, a butler, servant? Ser- servant of some servant. sort. The door man. Yeah. Uh, something of that nature, you know. I got all kinds of servants. No, Anyways, tells different. him, you know, if anybody calls, I'm not Just home. Um, and the then Lord Henry kind of forces his way in <clears> and is like, I needed to see you. Didn't you get my letter? And he's like, I'm going to. <laughs> he goes through this whole conversation about how he's going to do the right thing. And Lord Henry's like, okay, bro. And he's like, I'm going to marry Sybil. And he's like, you're going to marry Sybil? That's what I came here about. She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like. Yeah, man. She killed herself. <laughs> well, you know... But yeah, um, so uh, Mallory's looking for a part, so I'm going to give a little bit of background info that I learned in my research. There are, uh, aside from the two versions me and Mallory have read, I'm not actually sure which edition Mallory has, there are four versions of this book. Uh, there is, in 1890, he originally wrote it, uh, like wrote a full version of it, sent it to his editor. His editor looked at this and he's like, this is going to send us to jail. Edited out about 500 words of this short, shortish story, uh, it was, and then printed it in the magazine. Despite his editor really cutting back on stuff, uh, there was an outrage. And so when Oscar Wilde finally printed it as a full book, he edited out even more of the homoeroticism that is uh, supposedly in this book. Mallory says you didn't find any, and there's certainly none in my version. But, uh, you know, it's 1890. So homoeroticism back then being written in a time when that was a crime, maybe not as strong as we're used to. You, you can see a man's ankles. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yes, yeah, so for he, he wrote a lot more backstory for all the characters and toned down the homoeroticism even more for the official novel release. Still wasn't good enough for people. I don't know if homoeroticism is the right That word. is literally what it is 
in the information. Is that what they called it? Okay, I yeah. was going to say. They called it. It uh, seems extreme. When the book, uh, so uh, in 1895, he <laughs> basically went yeah. to trial over this book uh, and lost and went to jail for two years for essentially crimes against public decency. Uh, this ruined him financially, ruined his reputation. He moved to France after this and died three years later, basically a poor man. Uh, yeah, rough, rough way to go for this guy who just wrote a book. Uh, notably, for scale on how people viewed this, the person who printed the book for, uh, for a number of years after this was primarily known for printing erotica. That is what this book is scaled as. In the 1890s. There's, like, not even a sex scene in this book. 1890. That's just wild to me. 1890 nope. sex is looking someone in the eyes too long. That's why people wore tall hats, so you could focus <laughs> on the hat instead of a body. So there was a shadow over their eyes? Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's the time period we're dealing with. Like, you, they're behind the book that's just called The Jew. Yeah, and that, that's putting it... Nicely. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, but, yeah, so that's uh, some fun tidbits. Uh, the, that's the first uh, three versions. And uh, the original version, the unedited, like, before his editor got it, it turns out that a bunch of Oscar Wilde enthusiasts, scholars, I'm not sure what you call Wilders. them. Wilders. Wilders. Uh, in 2011 realized that no one had ever actually printed his original version of the story, so they released that in 2011, 111 years after his death. Where did they find the variant? I'm sure he had his notes somewhere. Like, there's lots of people that were into his writing. Like, he, his books were popular enough to get him to sent to prison. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people yeah. like his writing. Definitely not the Jews. <laughs> I, I would imagine not. I mean, that's f- probably fair, but I don't want to speak for or them. Or anybody not in the upper class, probably. Nah, I don't know. I can't say it for nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, actually, they might have been popular for the lower classes because it largely painted most of the upper class men in this as fucking monsters, which is likely how the lower class felt about them. Everyone wants to be a monster these there, days. So this is a weird call out for a line that just uh, talking about the monster thing. I read this in a fucking webcomic of all things. Uh, but there's a line that was like, we must become monsters or be consumed by them. Till we become monsters, yeah. book we read. Yeah, yeah but like if that was specifically in reference to the wealthy. Yeah. They were talking about video games industry, but it was basically about the wealthy people destroying lesser companies and the way the lesser companies had to adapt to not die. Makes sense. Yeah, there's only going on in the world. Okay. So, back to Lord Henry and Dorian. So, Lord Henry has broken the news to Dorian and Dorian is like, so I have murdered her because there, I guess there is some question as to whether it was an accident or a suicide, but she ingested something used in by actor, some sort of a substance that had, like, either acid, prussic acid, or lead in it. But she died pretty much instantaneously. In my book, it's literally called Poison, and there's a skull and crossbones on the bottle. Yeah, I didn't see that in the picture. Oh, so it <laughs> does not go... She pulled a Romeo and Juliet and just drank a bottle. They weirdly take the ambiguity out of her death. Yeah, okay, <laughs> well, interesting. So, I guess... But you don't know who got put the bottle there. 
It's implied in the book that she just killed herself. There's no, like I said, no ambiguity. She fucking killed herself. Okay. The cops killed her. Planted evidence. And, yeah, and I mean, after, you know, that evening, it it wouldn't be a shock. This is a modern day. So, little Sybil is dead. Dorian is like, I feel that I have murdered her myself. My whole plan was to go back and, you know, rectify the situation, actually marry her. I feel like I'm kind of on a slippery slope as far as you know, my actions, and she would have set me straight. Lord Henry tells him that the only way that a woman would ever reform a man is by being so boring that he loses any interest in his life. <laughs> oh, my God. Being a bit of a dick. I, my, the funniest like, thing. Lord Henry with the zingers, you know? Yeah, the Lord Henry <laughs> zinger in mine, and he was like, hey, so what did they call you around the theater? And he's like, they only knew me as Prince Charming. And he's like, well, you're in the fucking clear then. Perfect, because there's going to be an inquest. Let's go get drunk. <laughs> yeah, so he comes over. He's essentially like, she's dead. You need to get yourself together. Meet me for dinner. We're going to the opera. My sister has a box. You haven't met her before. It's going to be great. We'll yeah. hit the club after. And the funniest part to me is, at least in my version, Dorian's like, you know, honestly, I'm nowhere near as sad as I thought I'd be. Let's do it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what, the, that's what the picture so showed. So he fucking pulls himself the up by the bootstraps and he goes to the opera. So then... The next day, I can't remember, I think he was having breakfast or something, uh, Basil comes in and he's like, oh my god, like, I'm so sorry, I heard the news, I went everywhere looking for you last night, your servant told me that you had gone to the opera, but I knew that couldn't be true, because you must be beside yourself. He, Basil is, like, genuinely concerned. He's like, I almost went to, like, Sybil's home, because I thought you must be there consoling her mother, but I thought that would be improper, and he's like, well, you should have come to the opera because that's where I was. <laughs> that's what was going on, baby. Like, no yeah, me and Lord Henry were just having a grand old time. No shame in his game at all. He's just like, it is what it is. And he's like, and he's like, and I don't want to hear another thing about it. At this point, Dorian essentially starts saying, if it's a sad topic or a bad topic, I ain't hearing it. Well, I'll, we can mention it once and then I don't want to talk about things that make me sad. I love a scandal as long as it's not about me. If he does sad, actually say that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quote from the book. If it's a sad conversation, have it with the painting. Yeah, he's off now. Nah. So at this point, Basil is like, where is the painting? Like, why have you pulled the screen in front of it? And it's he's like, thing don't ever... look at it. And this part to me was funny because he's like, has your servant like covered it up? And he was like outraged. He's like, my servant, Basil, do you think that I let my servant arrange my room? I mean, sometimes he arranges my flowers, but that's it. And I'm like, why is that a part of the conversation? Because he wants him to know that I... I was just... Uh, he got to know. He has to know. He's all, I did it. It was all me. And he's like, do not look at it. And uh, Basil mentions to him that he was going to show this at an exhibit. He had changed his mind, and he was like, I would have to see it in a couple months anyways because I would need to put another coat of varnish or something on it. And he's like, no, you cannot. And he's like, okay, like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And then they finally have a conversation because Dorian is like, why was Basil so weird about it in the first place, not wanting to show it to anybody? Okay, this is definitely where we're gonna, this? So I'm gonna give you my version and then Mallory can edit hers because I have a feeling this is about to diverge a little. Uh in this one, Dorian's like or Basil's like, you know, like I 
feel like I put too much of myself into it and I didn't really want the world to see it. And he's like, but I've gotten kind of used to it. He's like, I've grown, like, I got past my fear. I want to take it to the art show. And Dorian's like, no, fuck no. This painting upsets me beyond reason. I'm not going to allow anyone to see it. And Basil's like, okay, uh, look, your friendship is more important to me than the painting. If you hate the painting that much, he's like, I'll just take the knife here and I'll just fucking shred it. Like, we can just move on. I'll be done with it. We can both be done with it. And Dorian's immediately like, no, you don't understand. He's like, I hate this painting. Like, like, I hate how I feel about this painting. He's like, it's the best thing I've ever seen, though. I will not let anyone destroy it. It's, I mean, to me, it wasn't like he tells him, he was like, I was pretty much obsessed with you. I didn't want you talking to anybody else. I only felt happy when I was with you. He never was like, hey, bro. This is the gay thing. I was like romantically into you. He didn't say it in those words, but he heavily implied it. You know, and that that's why he wanted to. (laughs) Yeah, from what I read about the thing that got Oscar Wilde in trouble was specifically that Dorian basically says, or that Basil basically says, he's like, you know, like, you were, like, the love of my art. And it's mentions he's like, that he's never been with a woman. It specifically calls that out. He was his muse, Dorian Gray. Well, my muse, you got me to he's fall He's got, like, blonde hair, blue eyes. They mentioned, they, I think, I want to say it was the word chiseled, but maybe not. Maybe that's more of a modern term. That, and I was like, oh, they're going to talk about his jawline is where my head was going. But then it's his nostrils. Ooh. His chiseled nostrils. I, oh, I no. wanted, that's why I'm like, I don't think chiseled is the right I word. I don't like that. I was thinking chiseled dick. But it's something <laughs> about his nostrils. And I'm like, what do these nostrils I'm really like, just like, like? <laughs> probo pass. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. so he tells, yeah. he tells Dorian this. And Dorian is like, okay cool dude whatever and basil leaves and that kind of is like the disillusion of their friendship like they don't really basil's not in the book a whole lot for the next little while Uh, and he's really not like dorian's really not bothered by it he's like okay so he that's one problem solved he found me super attractive not the first time won't be the last (laughs) you know whatever he kind of just puts it out of his mind and and that's that. Surprise, surprise. I am handsome. <laughs> yeah, apparently... You were fucking he's right. He's kind of like um, the sister from... What was the book? My Sister oh, my, and the Serial my, Killer. Yeah. Like my, where like everyone uh, just like stops Eula. and turns. Yeah. The one of those beautiful people. One of those lucky devils. Except unlike her, he'll be young forever. With his chiseled dick nostrils. <laughs> Yes, I wish I could find, like, what the word, maybe I will, but uh, anyway, so he decides he he cannot have anybody yeah. seeing this photo, or this painting, so he has the servants, he keeps it covered the whole time, he calls, like, servants from somewhere else to come move the painting upstairs to the very, like, top of the house to an old school room, and just this dusty, dirty room that hasn't been used in years, and he just puts the painting in there. Locks it, keeps the keeps only key. Keeps it covered all the time. He eventually puts some elaborate bars across the door that he's the only one that has a key. He always has not the key in my on version. him. Yeah, so he all gets... All because a, of a goddamn painting, huh? He does not want anybody to see it, even though I 
he's like he even admits people probably wouldn't understand what this was, but he doesn't want to take the. Yeah, chance. if people come by more than once and see it change, like they jigs up. But it's like nobody would believe it. Is his right. thing too? Like nobody would believe that. But his, own, I think them. there's a degree that he, because as he sees it getting uglier, his own narcissism would never let someone see an ugly painting of him. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Uh, and in my version, around this time, uh, Lord Henry provides uh, Dorian with a yellow book, which apparently contains something along the lines of all the evils of the world. Is that what it is? It is. So I've actually. Another fun research tidbit. This is a real book. Well, that's Oscar Wilde based it on a like, real book. I was wondering what it they is, do with the name of the book. I don't was. think it's bad. I think much like the homoeroticism quotes of this book, it's not nearly as bad as we would think. Uh, let me let me pull it up here. Well, uh, you want to describe it in the book? How Dorian then... describes it is that the book doesn't really have a plot. There's only one character, and. It's pretty much like this guy um, is spending his life, like, psychologically studying, like, some other person. It, it kind of sounds like it is Lord Henry, like, focusing on somebody and, like, just kind of... Them doing a bunch of terrible crap. Zeroing in on crap. what their passion is, you know, how people respond to certain situations is kind of the vibe I got. Yeah, in my book, it details it as, like, it's a guy, like, a really, like, rich, handsome guy, like, going around the world doing all of the most hedonistic things that, like, he can get his hands on, and Dorian's like, this describes me. This is my life that someone wrote about. Yeah, that could be, maybe I just misinterpreted it. And he says, like, he was very interested in it, but he didn't necessarily like it. Oh, in mine, it says he fell in love with it. He never put it down for the rest of his life. He was obsessed by it, and it says he could not free himself of it, or he never really tried to free himself of it. But when he talked to Lord Henry, he was like, I said that it was, like, very interesting, but I didn't like it. And Lord Henry was like, I'm glad you finally realized there's a difference between the two. Oh, interesting. Okay, so it's kind of like our views on Tender is the Flesh. Really interesting. I hate it. Kind of, yeah, but he's still letting it run his life. Yeah, yeah, like, but like, he's, he's like, I hate it, but I, I mean, I gotta try that people meet. That's my favorite book. <laughs> so, uh, Tender is the flesh. Yeah. When I, I was looking at storytelling this up, at its finest. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> yes, the book alluded to in Wilde's novel is in fact a real book. Wilde even disclosed which book it was during his trial when he was asked about it under cross examination. The book in question is Joris Carl Huseman's Arabois, translated as Against the Grain or Against Nature. And the central character, Jean de Zacentes, was modeled on Robert de Montesquieu, who served as the bassist of Proust's Charlist. I don't... It's, it's not described nearly as badly, but... Oh, Huseman's also wrote a book called La Baz on modern Satanism. Uh, I don't know how I feel... I, I don't know much about these. I didn't look too much more into the book, but it's a real book that was apparently, at least at the time, considered pretty bad. It's okay to love yourself and maybe even another man, if that's how you think. Devil's book. Yeah. <laughs> that, it, yeah, I was going to say, that was pretty much the reaction to this book. So and This book doesn't even look, yeah, it's okay to love another man. <laughs> they just talked about loving another man, and they were like, you're going to fucking prison. 
That just seems, I mean, obviously it was the 1890s. It's just, you know. Yep. 1895, the same year Dracula came out. Perfect. Another classic. Mm. Okay. Another gay so character. He reads this book, and then we kind of fast forward years later. He he's still <laughs> he's following the teachings of this book, or what he has, you know, taken. Yeah, so this is when when I was like, man, like, because at this point I'd figured out I had the wrong version. I was like, I really want to know what the fuck he got up to. It does not tell me. So there's not a ton of detail. Like it doesn't. It kind of skims over what. Um, but at this point, you know, he's still beautiful. Obviously, he has an age beyond the age of like I said, probably 18 or 20. Um, he's still wealthy, going to parties, but people are starting to talk about him. There's a lot of rumors that go around about him. It sounds a lot like he's been going to, like, dodgy bars and taverns. Um, he does go to opium dens. Yep. He'll, like, wear a disguise and go spend the night in some taverns and just, you know, he's up to some debauchery. So The debauchery of the highest degree. Yes, yes. So there are rumors, and there are people that truly dislike him. I think around after the age of 25 or so, I think it mentioned something like that. Uh, There's people that would, like, leave a room when yeah, you came uh, into it. So this is a bit, I think this is, this is technically a bit ahead, but to clarify on this, uh, Basil later mentions, he mentioned a young royal son who had committed suicide in the Navy, Lord Kent's son, who married a prostitute, and the scandal of Adrian Singleton, who'd been convicted of forgery, all of them had once been close friends of Dorian Gray. Yes, it's and even women that had been close to him, like... All died. No, they didn't Their die. Their lives just fall apart. Oh. Or they, they're just kind of traumatized by their experience with him. Lord Henry's sister who prior to knowing Dorian Gray, like, didn't have a blemish on her reputation, and then now nobody would be seen with her. She can't even walk in the park, I think they said. Damn, she's not in my book. So it doesn't really go into detail as to how or why, you know, he affected these people in that way, just that the common factor is Dorian Gray. And he doesn't really seem to have any remorse. Like I said, he's kind of like, if that is bad news... Do not tell me. Yeah, it seems like not he fully into flipped into, like, a sociopath at... He went down a very dark path, and at this point, the painting is, like, haggard as hell. Like, it's road hard and put away wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, whoa, hey, so. It, it's a shame for that for once that, because I have a picture book, that this is only an audio medium. Because, honestly, my little picture book details all of the changes as they go. It's not the most in-depth, but honestly, it is kind of a... It does a good, like, startling contrast between the guy and his painting. Yeah, the pictures are good. Yeah, I think where... All I know. Like, where the book ends, he's 38 at this time. Yeah, or 38 or 39, because the, the last time his age is mentioned, he's 38, and it's some time after that, but never super long. Yeah, and... It's weird because Lord Henry mentions, he's like, you never age, I'm getting gray and wrinkled, but you still look as beautiful as ever. It doesn't really question it much, and it doesn't seem like anybody else does either. I, I think mean, there are people that say he sold his soul to the devil, but... There are rumors of it, but, like, even today, like, you know, like, there are those people who just get prettier as they get older. It's like the Jennifer Aniston thing, where she's actually prettier now than she was, at the, like, during Friends. 
Yeah, I guess, but you could still tell that she's older. True, but, like, you, I I think that's kind of how people are interpreting it. It's like, he's just one of those people who got got lucky and got to keep his age. He's just a lucky bastard. Yeah. But they're all assuming it will inevitably fade because it has to. I'm really interested to see how this one part goes. Oh, anyways, yeah, me and Dorian Gray have the same birthday. I texted Zach to tell him that earlier as well. Does it actually right. list his exact birthday? Well, it says that on cool. the 9th of November, which was the eve of his 38th birthday. Huh. Well, nice. anyone out there wants to celebrate Mallory's so, birthday? Fellow Scorpio. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> I this explains a lot about Dorian. The moon must have been rising what over. What a Scorpio thing to do. Mercury, I guess. I don't know. Ruining hundreds of people's <laughs> lives. That's Mallory. Okay, so anyways. Immortal, on this ageless night, beings. <laughs> this night, he is walking home. Uh, it's in the middle of the night. It's like midnight, 11 o'clock, midnight, something like that. It's very foggy outside. He sees a guy walking past him, and he's like, oh, fuck, that's Basil. But he's like, eh, I gotta pretend I didn't see him. <laughs> keeps walking. On one. And, but Basil sees him, and he's like, Dorian, Dorian, like, I've been waiting, like, for hours here. I finally told your servant, like, I'll just leave, but I'm getting ready to go to Paris tomorrow for, like, two or three months, something like that, to do an exhibit or a painting thing there. And they haven't talked in quite a while at this point. He's like, I just, I need to talk to you. So they go into his house, and he's pretty much like, what the hell is going on with you, bro? Like, there's all these terrible rumors going on about you. Like, even when Basil tries to stick up for him, and, like, if people are talking shit, he's like, that's my friend. They're like, fuck that dude. <laughs> like, and no, fuck you too now. Yeah, they're not holding back at all. He's like, what is going on? He brings up the suicide, you know, the... All, all the people marrying prostitutes yeah. or whatever. All you the know. people he's allegedly ruined. Yes, and Basil is getting, or sorry, not Basil. Dorian is getting pretty worked up, and he's like, "Do you want to see like what's happening here?" And takes him upstairs to show him the painting, and he pulls it down, the curtain off of it, and Basil's like, "This is my painting." And he looks at it, and he's like, "You can tell that it is." But yeah, he's like, "I see my like, he, I recognize the brushstrokes. I see my name in the corner." So he knows it's his, and Dorian is like, "You've done this to me, essentially." Like, this is he is trying to blame Basil for this. That Pretty makes much. sense. It's very in Dorian's <laughs> line. Yes. Yeah. And Basil's like, holy crap. He's like, I mean, I was using some bad mineral paint at the time, maybe. Like, it's running. Is it melting? And he's like, no, bro. That's why I never get older. Like, this thing carries all of my sin. Like, my soul is ruined, but it only shows in Here, this yeah. painting. And Basil is just like, fuck. Yeah, in mine, in mine, yeah, like he's fully like, oh, okay, we gotta, we gotta fix this for you right now. He's like, I, I was just like, of course he would. And he's like, we have to pray, we have to pray for your soul. He's like, if your prayer, if your prayer to become immortal uh, was answered, he's like, then your prayer to be redeemed should also be answered. And he's like, we gotta pray, let's do this. And Dorian's like looking around, and he's like. You know, about that, and then he kind of grabs a knife and stabs Basil in the head a few times. Specifically says he stabbed him in the vein behind his ear, and then proceeded to stab him a few more times. 
stabs Basil in the head a couple of times. The morally correct thing. <laughs> it's the fastest way to kill him. He didn't suffer. Yeah. I, he does say he, it says hands, he struggled a lot. His hands like shot out. He didn't know if it was me. Well, I mean, yeah, it was after a few in stabs. My head, I was like, maybe it was a nerve thing. He was stabbing. In my head, version, but... like it's made clear that Basil stopped struggling after like the fourth or fifth blow. He t posed on a man, even <laughs> in death. Hey, so what are your thoughts so far? Man, I don't know. Yeah, I think the light is the light being, being down making you sleepy. I don't like this light at all. I noticed Asa falling asleep a little bit ago. Should we should we switch back? Nah, it's fine. I'll flip it's the light. It is no, a, you're fine. It is such an easy transition. We'll just, we'll just finish this off like this. He pretty much bounces back to like he felt very calm after the murder. Really doesn't have any remorse for it. You know, He's like, well, I gotta get rid of the body, and I only know one way to do he that. He jumps immediately into cover-up mode. He puts his jacket back on. He goes outside. He locks himself out of his house because at this point it's like 2, 2.30 yeah. in the morning. He calls his servant to come let him in because now it looks like he came home at 2.30. Basil's supposed to be on a train tomorrow morning to Paris. So no anyway, one's going to notice he's missing for months. Yes, and he he's like, all right, I can get this under control. He takes the belongings. He kind of hides them under the staircase. And then this was where I was wondering how the book, your book, dealt with this. <laughs> so... He sends a message to Alan Campbell, an old friend, somebody who hates him now, yep. because we never learn what, but Alan Campbell will not speak to him. And yes. So he calls him, though, sends him a message, has a servant deliver it, and he's just waiting hours, hours, hours. And apparently Alan is a chemist of some kind, works in a lab, has a lab at his house, he shows up and he's like, Dorian, what the fuck do you want? I don't like you. I, I came don't here to be explicitly here. to tell you to stop sending me fucking messages. Like and he's super like, duper early in the morning is when he shows up? No, it was like later in the morning. Like the next day. Yeah, because yeah. I think he told the servant not to even wake him up until nine. Then he got up and it was a few hours because he was sitting there getting really like anxious. Like, what am I going to do if he doesn't come? What yeah. if he's not at home? Uh, so he shows up and he's like, I need you to do me this favor. And he's like, I'm not helping you do a favor. And he's like, as I'm listening, I'm like, why is Dorian's endgame here? Because this dude does not want to help him. And then he's like, there's a dead man upstairs in my oh, house. Oh, yeah, he goes all in. He's like, he killed himself, but I need to get rid of the body. This won't look good for me. And he's like, oh, and mine, I'm he's... not going to help you. And the guy's like, okay, I murdered him. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, God, he, does, he doesn't even. How does that make it better? And then, and the guy's like, listen, I'm not going to turn you in because that's not my business. Where this I was is like, definitely a, a cup of tea I'm not ready to swallow. But, but I like, am going to go. But I'm not helping you. And he's like, you must help me. And he writes something down on a piece of paper. We don't know what it is. He slides it across the table to Alan. Alan reads it and he's like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> I think. I think. You got me. I think. You got the Campbell. They had gay sex. It could be. We oh. never know. We never know. Maybe that's the missing portion that we it didn't know be, about. It could be he had sex with a prostitute. It could be any number of things that were frowned upon Tricked in the Andrew into something. Because, like, a lot of people are said to be horrified by stuff that they saw Dorian do. And I think Basil never... He truly didn't believe any of it was true because he was like, anybody that had done or seen those kinds of things would show it. Yeah. He, then he was like, I know that you're innocent because you 
Oh, you, you look, look purely innocent. You look the and, same as the day I met you. Yeah, and he's like, that's when he was like, well, let me fucking show you what's up. So, anyway, it, he does all kinds of terrible things. We just don't know what they are specifically. Yeah, but just, whatever it was, Alan is like, fuck, what do you want me to do? And he's like, I need to get rid of this body, and I feel like you know how to do it because you're a scientist. And he's like, okay. like So they have to send the servant to get a bunch of materials from his lab he comes back he's like i'm going upstairs don't fucking bother me takes like six or seven hours alan comes down and he is like taken care of don't call me again yeah and he goes up body's completely gone they make it sound like he used like nitric acid to completely dissolve the body which i'm like it, it sounds like you dissolved a body and lie and then poured it out the window. Yeah, because I'm like, where did it go? They, they do, that's my assumption. In in my book, it just says the body has disappeared without a trace. Okay, so it does go into it a little bit. Then. Just a bit. It doesn't maybe. go into the detail. Like, it doesn't even say you brought chemicals. It's just like, Alan went upstairs, don't bother me, comes back down. It's done. Don't ever call me again. I mean, isn't that back in the day when people would just dump their shit buckets in the street? I mean, to be fair... Oscar Wilde wrote a book about a man who's become immortal because he made a wish on a painting. So, uh, scientists' ability to completely annihilate a body doesn't feel that far-fetched. I feel like you could get away with dumping a melted body. Like, this is like the Dr. Dr., uh, Jekyll and Mr. Hyde era. You know, the Hulk before the Hulk. (laughs) So, this... um, Later that evening, actually, he gets all dressed up. He's going out again. He's on the town. Goes to a dinner party. Lord Henry is there. You know, not a big deal to Dorian these days. Although he is bothered by it because even Lord Henry is like, what is off with you tonight? He's bothered by it because he's worried about getting caught. Yes, that is true. Because he's a bitch. I don't know what happened to me there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is pretty funny. Do bitches stab somebody in the head three times, Caleb? I don't think so. Bitches worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Gangsters just do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't know what you truly are until after. Oh, man, I'm excited to make this the outro for the episode. <laughs> Hide your own bodies. Be a man. <laughs> well, he's not a chemist, Caleb. He's not a man either. And he's noticed everywhere Just he stuff goes it in the painting. because of his breathtaking <laughs> oh, beauty. So. Notably, his portrait has blood on its hands now. Yes. Eat the evidence. I don't know. That would be an interesting thing. When we get right? I mean, but that would okay. make sense for Dorian. Eating the dead body? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing he'd do. Maybe. Probably. He should. He should have. I think if it was written today and we're talking about all the evils of the world... That would be good. Oh, let me let me How read does that you. Present yeah. the photo. I wonder for the paint. I keep seeing photos. It's Probably blood around the mouth. Yeah. Oh, I want to read this. Uh, the blood on the hand. The quote the for the, the tagline on the back of my book: "Forever young, forever evil." Maybe the painting <laughs> gets. Maybe the painting would have some Wendigo features. Maybe the painting. Maybe that kind of magic. It knows what things are. I don't know. Okay. Well. He leaves this dinner party. It's just really taken a lot out of him to stand there and act natural, you know. So he uh, hires, I guess, the equivalent of a taxi cab in these days. And he heads to a different part of town with the opium dens. I only know one way to deal with guilt, and that's 
getting yeah, high. He's like, I need some opium because it makes you forget your old memories. It gives you new nightmares. It's a, a wonder drug is what it sounds like. Yeah. So like man, opium dens were the fucking rage back then. He goes downstairs to one of these. He runs into a guy that it sounds like was one of the people he had ruined. Um, he's like, I thought you would Adrian, left London. the forgery. And he was like, oh, my brother paid. It sounds like his brother paid his debts to some other criminal so that he wouldn't have to leave the country to escape being murdered. And he's like, well, have a drink. And Adrian's like, nah, <laughs> gonna head out. <laughs> Still fuck you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, oh, but there is a woman there who Dorian previously knew but she comes up to him and he's like get away from me and like she's they like oh prince charming hey it's prince charming you fucking piece of shit yeah he so he leaves <laughs> you fucking cat somebody quickly <laughs> follows him and grabs him and points a gun at his head and this is james vane so sybil's younger brother back from australia in years Whoa. he's here on his ship stopped in the port and he's like, you hurt my sister. I didn't even know what you looked like. I didn't even know your real name until tonight when she said Prince Charming. And he's like, I'm going to kill you. So prepare to die. I'll give you one minute to explain to me what the fuck you were thinking. And the guy is like, when did your sister die? And he was like, 18 years ago. And he was like, no, like, pull me into the light. And he looks at him and he looks like he's 20 years old. And he's like, I couldn't possibly. I like... That couldn't have been me. I'd have been yeah. too. And the guy's like, oh, my God, I almost murdered a boy. And lets him go. And then the woman comes stumbling out, and she was like, no, that's fucking him. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he's always looked like that. He yeah. tricked you, motherfucker. She was like, he hasn't aged a day. He has ruined my life, other people's lives. Like People say he sold his soul to the devil. That is the guy. And he, like, turns around. Dorian's gone. Looks back the other way. The old lady's gone. So... Now he knows who he is, and Dorian knows that somebody is out there. This is, I'm going to actually dead. say the part of the book where I was like, okay, why did we even do this? <laughs> the Oh, the brother. What's coming next? I truly thought I was like, sweet, this guy's going to get his revenge. Or awesome. I thought it was, I thought there was going to be at least more to what happens next, and not the way it happens. Well, it's kind of how I felt about James being a bastard. Yeah. You know, I just kind of forgot about that detail. I never knew about it. <laughs> so, obviously, it was not important enough to make it to the illustrated version. <laughs> so, anyway, fast forward a little bit. Uh, Dorian is at one of his other homes or at some other manor hosting people with uh, Lord Henry. There is a countess or duchess. Sorry. Duchess. I think her name is Gladys. Love it. Hello, Gladys. Yep. Gladys. Anyway, she's a married woman, but again, apparently in this time period, or at least in this book, he's like, they talk about, oh, do you love him? Are you in love with her? Like, it's it's just a flavor of Mallory, the week. women don't get married. Women get owned. Yes, you're correct, Caleb. <sighs> <laughs> Especially in Faithfulness is for the lazy, Caleb. All yeah. Right? If Come there's on. one thing I have learned from you, got to get that cardio in. Mallory, every chance you get. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say, and he's hosting the dinner party, and he, at least in my version, the next thing that happens is he sees James' face watching him through the window. Yes, and he faints like a little bitch. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, so they take <laughs> him up to the room. See, not a gangster. He kind of yeah. recovers. 
comes down the next day and uh, I, I think it's the countess's brother is out there doing some sort of a hunt. And apparently there, I had to look this term up, there's people called beaters who go and they beat the ground to get the... Oh, they, they thwack the bushes to get the, the rabbits critters running. or whatever to come out. So this guy is like, he's got a shotgun, he's aiming, and there's a little rabbit, and Dorian sees it, he's like, it just looks so beautiful. And he told the guy, he was like, no, don't shoot it. And he was like, you fool, I'm going to shoot it. And he shoots, well, he shoots one of the beaters. And they're like, what a fool. How dare he step in front of the gun? Why? Oh, my God. They're this, literally this is all so much like, worse. They're literally all like, what an idiot. Like, it's his fault. You okay there, Asa? I, like I said, I've been noticing it. Asa's in and out. Do I just need to flip Do the it. switch right? Asa's no. opinion no longer matters. Uh, oh, <laughs> wow. This is a different world. Uh, the cold right. light of day is cast on Dorian Gray. It is very warm in this room to me as well, which is... Yeah, so in my version of it, uh, the guy that he got shot was just a man hiding in the bushes. It was much better, though. It wasn't oh, one of the beaters. I hate it. So it was a, so they're like, a beater like has one. died, a beater has died. So then later, he's like, I gotta go. I'm getting bad vibes from this place. So Dorian decides he's heading back to I the just, city. Yeah, man, you just killed a dude. Bad vibes? Go fuck yourself. Oh, well, he's like, I feel like it's a bad omen. Something bad is going to happen to you or me or all of us. And Lord Henry is like, you need to see a doctor, sir. And he's like, yeah, whatever. But then he's like going to pack up and just leave without really telling anybody. But then the, I don't know if it's the owner of the estate or the manager of the estate comes in. He's like, I guess you probably want to check for this dead guy. You know, does he have a family? I don't want to leave him in the lurch. And he's like, well, that's the thing is we don't recognize him. He looks like a sailor of some kind. And Dorian's like, what? And he's like, let me see the body. So he goes down and it's James Vane who had been there to kill him. <laughs> yeah. So in my version, James Vane had just been hiding in the bushes and got shot. Uh, I don't know why well, they made that change. Well, I mean, I, he was hiding in the bushes, but also they were doing this hunt, and there was other people. Yeah. Know? So, uh, obviously, but, he didn't know how the But, yeah, so my thought worked. here is, like, like I thought he was going to, like, stab Dorian, but it was only going to hurt the painting. And, like, it was going to be like, oh, yeah, like, it was going to further the magic. But instead, it was like, this man's out to kill you. Never mind, he's dead. Yeah, he was, like, relieved. He's <laughs> yeah, like, whoop, dodged a bullet. Literally. Yeah, I, am, <laughs> I am fucking sidestepping murders left and right. Uh, hashtag blessed <laughs> this guy living the life jerk off on the corpse for good measure really let him know who's in charge leave it for his family <laughs> that that doesn't happen I don't think it wasn't in my version <laughs> so yes he goes he views the body and then it literally says that he looked at it for a while headed home his eyes were full of tears because he knew that he was safe Fucking asshole. This fucking piece of shit. He's a real real empath, this guy, you know? (laughs) So, all right. So a little bit later, Lord Henry and Dorian are talking again. And Dorian tells Lord Henry, he's turning a new leaf. He's going to become a good guy. He's doing the right thing. Because he's actually been wooing this country girl far beneath him named Petty. Perfect. She's into him. She's in love with him. He's like, she's just this beautiful little creature. She kind of reminds me of Sybil. And you know what I did the other day? I told her, you know what? This ain't going to work out. And I'm going to leave you as a delicate flower as I found you. So essentially, he didn't fuck her is what it sounds like. And he was like, I'm ending things now. 
And Lord Henry is like, well, you might as well have because now any guy she marries after you, she's just going to, like, compare him to you and be so disappointed. It's just going to ruin his life and her life. They're going to be married but miserable because nobody's ever going to compare to you. God. It's she like... she wasn't in my book. Uh, <laughs> these guys. I don't... It sounds like they couldn't find a way to work in not fucking a woman into my book. Like, <laughs> like we're like, you know, it's one thing to have her in and, like, you know, like, ruin her life. It's another thing to deliberately call out that you did not fuck her. Hard to work... the dance that dance. What didn't he do? Dance the devil's dance. She's just not going to be in the book. Let's just, let's just get her out of here. Get her the fuck out of here. <laughs> I got to sell this to eight-year-olds. I didn't kill her. Anzac. <laughs> oh, no, no, so. no, that's the library. <laughs> We're going to talk about my upsetness about this book in a little bit. but Okay. So he kind of tells him, he's like, wow, you know, I thought I was doing something great. You're just making me feel bad about it. Again, let's just move on from this. Um. And he asked Lord Henry, what's going on? I haven't been to the club in a while. Well, people are now starting to talk about Basil disappearing. But nobody's oh, yeah. okay. really connecting the dots here. Lord Henry's a dick about it. He's like, you know, the guy hadn't really painted anything oh, yeah. great in the last 10 years. He was pretty boring. Yeah, and Just, uh, 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 is it Adam Campbell? Adam, or Alan. Alan Campbell has shot himself. So that's another loose end that took care of itself. And apparently he's like, blessed. and luckily he didn't leave a note or anything saying, you know, you know, revealing his secrets. Yeah. And then also uh, Lord Henry is getting divorced or has gotten divorced. His wife ran off with another man. She's yeah. living her best life. But hey, <laughs> she's not her. shallow. Good for her. Let me see if I, there's a really... Uh, there's another zinger from Lord Henry here. Yeah, because he could not give less of a shit in my version. He's like, yeah, my wife left me. How do you feel about that? Great. <laughs> Perfect. She was starting to sag in all the wrong places. Sorry, you can talk about something Mostly else. the feet. I don't have a lot without just fully jumping to the next bit. <laughs> oh, okay. So, sorry. So he talks about his wife running off and how um, apparently her name was Victoria. And he says that he was fond of her. It is a little bit lonely not having her there. Married life is just a habit, a bad habit. But then one regrets the loss even of one's worst habits. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I kind of, yeah. Uh, Lord Henry, you're a classy guy. So it's like he He's does miss her. It's like I wondered if a tiny part of him was like, Ooh, maybe I should not have been such a cocksucker. The one moment. But I don't know that he has that in him. No, because he immediately is like, whatever's going on with you, Dorian, we're going to bounce back. It's going to be fine. Let's hit the clubs. The other thing I wondered about, because they're talking about Basil, and uh, Dorian was like, do you think that he could have been murdered? And Lord Henry was like, well, he was, you know, pretty well-known and well-liked, and he also wore a Waterbury watch. Why would he have been murdered? And I'm like, what is a Waterbury watch? And what? how no would that factor clue. into somebody being murdered? I have no idea. I, I wanted to look it up. I maybe just it's, let me check what uh, it says in I was Bible. like, maybe it's not expensive, so yeah, why would somebody thinking, murder Maybe it's like a cheap watch. I was just going to say, like, okay. a common man's watch. There's sort of like, I don't, it's not a Rolex. I ain't killing a guy for it. I don't know. I mean, that was kind of a thing. I, people would get killed just for their watch. Mm-hmm. It seems ridiculous, but... You know, it's a thing. Yeah. That's where, that was where my first thought went. So, Lord Henry and uh, 
sorry, Dorian are hanging out. They're just shooting the shit again, you know, having their deep conversations. And this is Oh, hold on. I want to... Sorry. Basil was very dull and had lost his genius for painting. He probably fell off a bus in Paris. Yes, that's... He's like, I could just see him staring up from his back. Uh, What if I told you, Harry, that I killed Basil? And say you were lying, Dorian. It's not in you to commit a murder. Crime is vulgar. And you're not a vulgar man. It belongs to the lower classes. The rich can't commit crime. They would pay one of anyways, the lower class servants to Anyways, die. murder is always a mistake. You should not do things you can't talk about after dinner. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking classy guy. <laughs> oh, man. He, I mean, it's... I hate that I think he's my favorite character in this book. I was just thinking this <laughs> no, I'm like, sitting here. I'm relating to him in a lot I'm of ways. The guy, he can crack a smile, you know? But. God, you know, the charming ones are always bastards. He's all the worst friends I had in high school. <laughs> okay, Mallory, take us away. Uh, okay, sorry. So they keep talking. Lord Henry's just more like, you haven't aged a day. You're so beautiful. I can't wait to see what life has, you know, in store for you next. And Dorian is just kind of getting to a point where he's a little bit more, I, I think, I don't know, jaded? I guess where he's just kind of like, yeah, whatever, bro. Like, I'm kind of miserable at this point. My soul is gone. I have nothing. Yeah, maybe you I'll know. try being nice to people, bring I it back. I'd like, I'd like the painting now. to look nice well, again. I think, and Lord Henry had used that quote on him, not like at him, but just had mentioned it. Like, what does it gain a man? Or what does a man gain if he... I can't remember. What is it when he's like, if a man gains the world, but it costs him his soul? That is not mentioned in my book. Okay, it's a pretty common quote, I feel like, but... Um, Lord Henry says that, and Dorian's like, well, what the fuck? I thought I was going to gain everything for my soul, but... Henry, you are not the kind of guy I thought would say that, and now I'm screwed. <laughs> so he does want a new life. Um, he he wants to start over, but at his core, he's pretty much a dick. Yeah, he's yelling Dorian. it. He's blaming Henry for giving him that book, and I like this... Don't moralize, Dorian. You sound like a parent warning his children against Sid. Instead, maybe tomorrow, Lady Branksome wants to discuss buying some paintings. <laughs> He's like, yeah, 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 I get that you hate me. I get that you don't aren't proud of yourself. He's like, but you are going to come to my house, get drunk, and sell this lady some paintings that she should not own. <laughs> so Women, he goes home one night, and he's need. just kind of thinking, you know... Can he start over with a new life? You know, what would it take? Should he confess? Should he atone for his sins? You know, could he even do that? I don't think he would even have it in him to confess. Like, would this murder, like, follow him his whole life? He's having this back and forth, and he's like, you know what? This freaking painting is the whole source of my problems. Like, if I just get rid of this fucking thing, things will be gravy again. So he goes upstairs... He grabs the knife he had killed Basil with and stabs the painting. And then everybody... Uh, there's a loud... There's a shriek that rips through the house. And uh, his servants come upstairs to find an unrecognizable old man with a knife in his heart. Laying below the beautiful portrait of a young Dorian Gray. The Whoa. only reason they even knew it was him was because of the rings on his fingers. Wow. And that's the end. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That was the picture of Dorian Gray. Honestly, 
pretty cool. I wish I'd gotten to read the the big boy version, but you know, this wasn't bad. The first I actually still like you know these old great illustrated classics. Maybe not accurate, and I'm upset to realize I haven't read the real Robinson Crusoe, <laughs> but pretty entertaining. Next time. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good book. It was a little, like I said, the first hundred pages with, like, the old English and just kind of studying the scene as to who these people were and the environment was a little bit hard to get through. That was then. not in the magazine version, so yeah. you do have the unedited. So the second half, pretty good, though. Some uh, great one-liners from Lord Henry. You know, yeah, great. maybe I'll take some of that away, you know, place that into my own life, my own beliefs. Probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Probably let that one go. Probably, should. Probably yeah. will, though. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't even yeah, know. You uh, are asleep. Yeah, like, so my experience with Dorian Gray has largely been from, like, other fictions, like, there's a lot. There's a particular like genre of supernatural fiction that's like Victorian era, and they like to combine all of like Dracula, Frankenstein, Jekyll and Hyde, The Invisible Man, Fortune oh, yeah. Dorian Gray. They like to combine them all into one story, like because technically, if they were one world, they all existed at the same time, and so a lot of people like to go those together. And in those, <laughs> like different versions of it, like you can stab or shoot Dorian all you want, it just goes to the painting. I think in the one movie I saw with him in it, if he ever saw the painting, though, it would switch. Yeah, that's what I heard, is if he looked at the painting, he it would... But obviously oh. that's not the case. Uh, I remember in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, a famously bad film that drove Sean Connery to quit acting, uh, he was ultimately the villain, which makes a lot of sense with this story, uh, but in the actual original comic that it is based off of, it was The Invisible Man. And Mr. Hyde fucked him to death for that. What? Like, literally fucked yeah. him to death? Yeah, he finds out that the Invisible Man's betrayed them all to die. And Mr. Hyde is Are like... Are still recording right now? Yep. Oh, my God. Okay. I can see why the movie oh, uh, was bad. Spoiler warning for the portrait of Dorian Gray. Okay. It's picture, Zach. It's called the picture of Dorian Gray. God damn it. The Count of Monte Cristo? Spoiler warning for the Count of Monte Cristo? The penis of Dorian Gray? The cast of okay. Favorite characters, I think we all said Lord we, Henry. We all, we all all there's only four characters, and he's the only one who's a little funny. We're all pigs. <laughs> Asa, you care? You probably don't have an opinion. Uh, no, no. Asa's apparently dying in the chair, and we all have COVID now. I'm very hot. Open the door. Get out of the room, then. Stop well, the bitching and been on a lot. get out. Uh, Killing our vibe. But yeah, so that was the, the picture of Dorian Gray. I felt like I was a... Pretty good time. Anyone got anything fun to add? I'm going to watch the movie just to see how it stacks up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, I picked I up, uh, I guess, in my own personal stuff, I've picked up the second Dresden book. I haven't started it yet, but I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. Oh, and uh, our next book. Yep. Our ne- next time on, we are going to be reading, I believe it is called The Long Walk by Stephen King. This is our first real request from a listener, and we're, we're pretty excited about it. Uh, so yeah, uh, I don't have a lot on that at the moment. I've never read it. I know very, very, it's one of the few Stephen King books I've never heard of, but I, it's one of his Richard Bachman ones, because he had a pseudonym where he wrote a different, slightly different style of books, but ever so slightly. I think in general, they were just darker. 
Can't wait. Yeah. yeah. Be prepared for a bummer ending. The Richard Bachman ones he's once said were when he stopped trying to pretend that there might be a happy ending. Huh. Lovely. So no one gets tricked up in the end. I don't know about that, but we'll find out. No one said... <laughs> okay. All oh, right. cool. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a good sound here for this one. I forgot to look for one for the whole thing, and honestly, I'm not sure what fits this. Like, All right. What's your best painting noise, Mallory? Make, I got it. I got it. All right. Make the noise you would make when all of the paintings transferred to you, when, when you stabbed the painting. What noise would you make when you aged 20 years and... <laughs> and I didn't think it was possible to vomit this much pineapple. <laughs> a pretty lackluster noise for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, they say it was a screeching sound. Okay, was the only yeah, but I didn't commit a bunch of sins. I ate a lot of bad food. I think I just shit myself. There's this the horrid sound of Zach shitting himself to death. Why did I stab myself? Let's hear so many your times. death painting. I already did it. Oh, what was it? It, it, was, it went. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I commented. It, it was pretty you, bad. <laughs> I shitted right over it. Got it. <laughs> it was worse than mine. Fuck you. Mine was bad. All right. Good night. All right. Ending lackluster. Have a good night, everybody. Bitches stab somebody in the head three times, Caleb? I don't think so. Bitches worry about it. <laughs> <laughs>